This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Ford is shaking up its dealer network to help in its transition to electric vehicles. The automaker isn't forcing dealers to sell EVs. Instead, it's giving them options as to how fast they want to make the switch. Between the beginning of 2024 and the end of 2026, dealers have three options. They can opt not to sell EVs, become certified to sell EVs under a new set of standards, or they can go all in and become a, quote, certified elite EV dealer. Dealers must decide by the end of October what they want to do, so they don't have a lot of time to think about it. There will be another EV opt-in period in 2027 for dealers that decide to stick with ICE vehicles for now. But for those that do decide to sell EVs, there are two options, certified and Model E certified elite. Certified dealers must invest $500,000 to install at least one public fast charger at the dealership. They also must be able to service EVs, but their allotment of EVs will be limited. Certified elite dealers must invest around a million dollars to install at least two DC fast chargers, one of which must be open to the public. Ford is also implementing non-negotiable pricing for its EVs. It's interesting that Ford is taking a different approach with its dealers than GM, which is offering buyouts to Buick and Cadillac dealers that don't want to make the investment to sell EVs. And it will be interesting to see which strategy does better. And speaking of selling EVs, Tesla is considering changing up its retail strategy in China. Reuters reports it's considering closing some of its showrooms in downtowns of big cities and opening stores in suburban areas to save cash and to also improve customer service. Owners have complained about long wait times to get their vehicles fixed. And that's because more than half of its stores in China aren't able to offer maintenance because they're located in big cities with limited space. But Tesla is working to fix that by opening showrooms in the suburbs and by hiring more technicians. It has 300 openings for service jobs on its China recruitment website. The Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, is meant to help bring more EV and battery manufacturing to the U.S. by dictating that EVs won't qualify for federal tax credits if they're not built in the U.S. or another qualifying country. And its intended effect seems to be working. According to the Wall Street Journal, Tesla has halted plans to build battery cells in Germany and is considering moving equipment needed to make cells to the U.S. We know foreign automakers and regulators are not happy with the IRA, and we're sure stories like this aren't making them feel our warm and fuzzy on the inside. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility, manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves.
Nearly 60 years since its original debut, Ford pulled the wraps off the 7th Gen Mustang. Having seen the car in person myself, I don't think I can really do it justice in explaining the differences from the last generation. I think it's just one of those things you have to see for yourself. But a couple of things that stand out to me are the front headlamps, which feature three separated lighting elements that form the DRLs and somewhat match the rear tail lamps. And that leads us into the other styling cue I'd like to point out. The deep V-cut in the lights and rear deck lid are a real eye grabber. Same could be said for the giant screens on the interior. Ford said it tried to mix modern design with its Mustang heritage, and those big screens are part of its modern philosophy. The standard setup will come with two separated displays, but higher-end models will see those merged together. The system runs off Sync 4, but Mustang will have its own unique graphics, including an instrument cluster display inspired by old Fox bodies that will have a turquoise glow around semicircle gauges. The new Mustang will also have OTA capability and advanced ADAS functions, but it will not offer Blue Cruise, Ford's hands-free highway driving system. Now let's get to this vehicle's soul, its powertrain. Base models will come with an all-new 2.3-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine, while an advanced 5-liter Coyote V8 is available as well. The V8 now features a dual throttle body system, but Ford's not giving specs for these engines yet. However, it did announce a new dark horse trim line that will come with a modified version of the 5-liter V8 that makes an estimated 500 horsepower. There's still a lot to unpackage with the new Mustang, so I'm sure we'll have more in the coming days. But you can look for the sports car to go on sale in the U.S. next summer. GMC continues to rack up reservations for the Hummer EV, which includes both the truck and SUV. According to GMC's marketing director, the brand now has more than 90,000 people that say they want to buy the electric Hummer. That's 10,000 more than it had in July. But the more impressive part is that 90% of those reservation holders have converted them into actual orders. And with many of those orders for higher trim models, the Hummer could generate a nice chunk of revenue for GM. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The future of Michigan is extraordinarily bright. Um, we have such incredible assets, and I think more and more we're realizing how to put those together in a way that's going to help this state really help lead the nation uh, as we go forward. Fuel cell applications seem to make the most sense in large commercial vehicles, and Hyundai is getting funding from the U.S. EPA to start testing its Class 8 Exient fuel cell truck in California. Specifically, it's getting $3.5 million to deploy five of the trucks, which feature a 67-kilogram fuel tank and a 72-kilowatt-hour battery pack that will provide an average of 450 miles of range. And that's a huge hydrogen tank. For comparison purposes, 
the Hyundai Nexo has a roughly 6-kilogram tank. And interestingly, the big trucks will be used to deliver liquefied hydrogen for First Element Fuel, the largest hydrogen refueling station operator in the U.S. Now that the Detroit Auto Show has returned, so has the Eyes on Design Award. Designers from around the industry, past and present, pick out the best vehicles at the show. And this year, they chose the Cadillac Celestic as the best concept vehicle, which beat out the Buick Wildcat and the Lincoln L100. The Celestic also won the Best Use of Color, Graphics, and Materials Award. The Ferrari Daytona SP3 was voted the best production vehicle, beating out the Chevy Blazer EV, DeLorean Alpha 5, and the Range Rover. And the Audi Grand Sphere concept won the Best Interior Award, which topped the Audi Urban Sphere concept and the Buick Wildcat. So what do you think? Do you agree with the winners? The semifinalists for the North American Car, Truck, and Utility of the Year awards were announced yesterday. The initial list included 47 vehicles, but now that's been whittled down to 26 semifinalists, which includes 10 cars, 3 trucks, and 13 utility vehicles. And that's going to be the topic on today's AutoLine After Hours. John and Gary will be joined by fellow juror members, Bent Halverson and Jill Simonillo, to discuss what vehicles they believe will take the top honors in each category. So join us this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on our website or YouTube channel for what ought to be a fun debate. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Experience Dolby Atmos anywhere, anytime. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation.